0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Culturelle. Culturelle IBS Complete Support is a medical food for the dietary management of IBS and is designed to reduce the intensity and frequency of symptoms. Use promo code RADIO on Culturel.com.
1: Hey, this is Stephen Thompson. On this bonus episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR, we're bringing you an interview with Jesus Nice and the Kid Mero. They're the hosts of the late night show Jesus and Mero on Showtime. They spoke to our pal Sam Sanders, host of the wonderful podcast, It's Been a Minute. I'll let Sam take it from here. It is such an honor to talk to you both. I know both of your voices so well, but some of our listeners might not. So both of you, one by one, Say your name and the first concert you're going to attend once the pandemic is over.
2: Yo, it's your boy, Jesus Nice. You know it from Showtime's Jesus and Meryl. I am the chocolate one. Uh, the <laughs> first concert I'm going to attend when this panoramic is over is going to be Coachella. And it's not going to be a 10 me and Miro are going to be headlining it. And it's going to be great.
3: Wow. <laughs> yes, and I am the Kid Miro, the human durag. You know what I'm saying? I am the caramel one. I'm the Steph Curry-flavored one, if you will. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: uh,
3: <laughs> but, Love you know, yo, yeah, we headlining Coachella, bro. That's dropping a bomb right here on NPR. We're going there in a chopper.
1: Okay, so if y'all are gonna headline Coachella, is it gonna be like a Baychella situation with like the marching band and all the dancers you know and the bleachers? It. Like, how big will this production oh, be? It's gonna okay. be great. All we're, right, we're gonna List. bring it.
2: We're gonna bring a Jet. classic Bronx icon. So you know, J Lo's gonna come through. We're gonna have Justice Sonia Menor come through on a hovercraft. <laughs> we're gonna have the big pun, hologram. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be mind blowing. We're gonna have French Montana singing an wow. opera. It's going, oh, man, you guys
3: aren't Yo, ready. Y'all yeah, <laughs> are ready for the French Montana <laughs> doing such <laughs> <laughs> a
1: You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Sam Sanders, and you just heard my two guests for this episode, Jesus Nice and the Kid Mero. The two of them host a late night show on Showtime called Jesus and Mero. So this show, it is an incredibly hilarious mix of pop culture and politics and Internet, and random headlines. And also, these two on this show, they book some pretty big guests. Fellow Bronx native Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Is it hard to get a good bacon, egg, and cheese in D.C.? Impossible. Yeah. There's no bodegas anywhere. Yes. I don't know how anybody eats in Washington, D.C., wow.
0: which probably explains why everyone's fighting all the time. Yeah, they're
1: cranky. Stacy Abrams.
2: Buffy versus Battlestar Galactica. Buffy. Buffy. Okay. Love,
0: look, look. Love Battlestar. I do have to explain this one because the hate mail exactly. was real. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I love they don't play Battlestar Galactica, but Buffy was there for me when I needed her. Uh-huh. And
1: Barack Obama. They, told, they
0: said we were gonna hoop. I thought you were gonna come up with some like,
3: yeah, of Jordans or something, and just like. Let, let, let me just say that I saw some of the footage mm-hmm. of y'all with Booker. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, before you say anything, that was a deep fake and fake news. Yes, so it was. Not it was. It's, misrepresent it's, uh, us. Uh, if you, post that, if you post that video on Twitter, Dude, it will be disclaimed, and there
1: will be a I'm little just, note on the I'm bottom. I'm just
3: saying, here's, here's the good news. Looks like y'all could play for the Knicks. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. wow.
1: Of course, like anyone trying to work during the pandemic, The Kid Mero and Jesus Nice have had to make some adjustments. If you watch the show now, everything looks pretty seamless as they broadcast from their homes. But Jesus Nice and The Kid Mero told me that it wasn't always that way, especially at the start of this whole thing.
2: If you remember, there was like a little, a little gap between our last studio show and our first show that we did in the pharmacy. And so like, when we did our last show, we didn't have an actual Ooh, audience. Uh,
3: damn, I was, I was gonna guess it and be like, yo, nah. every other late night show is wild buns and doing sh- with no audience. No, no we are wow. also wild buns. Yes. We have no
2: real audience, no it's still real to us. Uh, we have our staff, crew and loved ones in here. Woo. So it was already, we were kind of veering off. And uh, so, you know, put it in a weird way. You know, like, we were kind of we getting a little dope sick. We wasn't getting that straight to the vein stuff that we were usually getting with the show. So then, you know, we have yeah. no show. I haven't seen Miro in a couple of weeks. To go into a Zoom, a and then I see Miro, I see Julia. I see Tony. I see everyone from Jax Media. I see the production staff. No, in this time off, I've taught myself three new languages. Mm-hmm. I've been doing yoga. I've been making bread. I've raised <laughs> pigeons. And uh this I am thing lying. Is. I'm lying. I'm lying. You know, you know what I've done? This is the biggest achievement I've done. I adjusted the sensitivity on my controller for Call of Duty. And it's made a big difference. <laughs> Yo, huge difference. It felt like the first day of school. It was fantastic to be back in there. Really? Yeah. It was just, it was like a relief. And to be able like the idea that we were able to make the show from our house. That's like some James Bond kind of like high-tech. Like it's it's like looking back, yeah. the idea that we transformed our the homes we live in into Hollywood studios and we're able to not just make a show, but make a fire show that actually stepped up what we were making before is just mind Every now and then I just stop and think about it. And it's like, if we ever, you know, get out of this pragmism, you know, we're gonna sit back and look at this. Like, wow,
0: <laughs> we really did this.
1: So how did y'all decide where to make the setup? in the home studios because like Jesus you're like recording from your shoe room your shoe closet mm-hmm. is it a shoe i mean like what do you call it how do you decide that space well,
2: you know what this is the sneaker room this is this is my this okay. is my my pride and joy this is what i've worked hard for and now that we are now inside the press room it doesn't make any sense because i have all these sneakers i have nowhere to wear them to especially because there's 16 inches of snow outside but no, I felt like this was this is like me and Meryl were like, yo, we got to make fire backgrounds, we can't let people think we're out here living like Brokies. So, you know, had to yeah. throw up some sneakers in the backside, <laughs> I threw it up in what we call uh my foot locker.
1: I love it now. So, Meryl, you don't record in the shoe room, but you have, like I've seen your setup describe that, <laughs>
3: yeah. Me, I mean, like it's sense. changed though for season yeah. three because yo, the basement was becoming a fire hazard, bro. Like it's <laughs> it's it's dope to do TV because like framing was crucial. Yep. There's so much mm. stuff out off to the sides <laughs> yeah. that's out of frame. Like wardrobe out really. of control. Wardrobe, wardrobe, props, racks,
2: a green screen, cables,
3: everything. All types of stuff. You know what I mean? Then I got my kids running down here talking about I want to use the PlayStation, them throwing <laughs> all over the place. I was like, oh no, no, baby! Like I'm like the final <laughs> straw was like I come down here and there's like a power strip with like eighty wires coming out of it and there's oh, just no. like paper mm-hmm. on top of it
1: and like this lights on. No, 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 I was no, like, no, no,
3: no, 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 no! I was like, <laughs> I ain't I looking it up work. to no smoke in the middle of the night. Like, oh no! <laughs> I didn't go put out the
1: studio. <laughs> so you both seem to be like making the best of working from home and making your show from home. But like, what's the worst part?
2: Um, the um, worst part. I think the worst part is the lack of human interaction. Because we know we've yeah. done field shoots and like mm-hmm. we did, uh, we shot the code open. We actually went back to the studio, but you know, like yep. going back to the studio now costs. I'm I'm, a, I'm going to age myself here. It costs an arm and a leg in the middle because you know you got to do all the COVID <laughs> testing. You got to set up Zone A, Zone B, yeah. all of this in the middle. You know, but yeah. it, it's it's just so much. It's just so much. But you get Bruh. the chance to. I get the chance to see Miro. We get the chance to feed off our energy in person, bro. Just the.
3: Something as simple as, like, yo, if, like, I say a, fu- a fire joke, a thesis says a fire joke, and you just dap each other up because it's so funny, like, in the midst of laughing, like, just that, yeah. like, just that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That physical, yo, yes. that, fi- yo, that hit. But, but
2: a socially distanced dap. We use the elbows, OK? We're not, <laughs> but 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 I'm saying, OK? Because like, listen, like listen, we got, We listen, we had Dr. Fauci on the show. He has our personal numbers. If we start wilding, he's going to call us. And he's going to G-check us. So I don't want that problem. He's like, hey, it's Tony from Brooklyn. Hey, I hey. told you to keep it hasty and yourself. I'm sorry, Dr. Fauci. I'm
1: sorry, doctor. <laughs> do y'all just like call up Fauci the chat? Yeah. Please say yeah. you do.
3: I'm yeah. Like, yo, hey, what's it? up? What's up? Yo, what's up, big Fauci? Kind of, he seems like yo, the homie. Yo, you got a DR mask I can rock?
2: You know what, you know what, but in all honesty, when we had Dr. Fauci on, you know how, if if you've seen our interviews, you know they're pretty rip-roaring, there's no, we don't tell, we don't come up with questions ahead of time. It's all on the spot. And when we were interviewing him, there were times he just kind of like laughed. It was like, (laughs) I can't, I'm not going to answer that. I can't answer that. So to see him now (laughs) in the press conferences and to see him smiling and being able to answer, because we, he wanted to, he wanted to rip in our interview, you could see it. You could see he wanted to say Trump was an idiot. He wanted to be like, what the hell is this guy doing? But he had to keep his job. You know, like, that that, that, that was painful to go through, just seeing someone, like, seeing someone who's an expert in a field not being able to do that. It's like, tell yourself, you can only take shots from the other side of the half court line. Like, no, that's uh, not, that's yeah. not, I mean, but you, but yeah. you know what? You tell Steph Curry that he's like, no.
1: only Steph,
3: you,
2: tell Steph, only you tell Steph Curry that he's still dropping 54. So I, I don't know what <laughs> I do. not know yeah, what's
1: true. Yeah. So, I mean, just hearing you talk about your interview with Dr. Fauci, that was a big deal. That was serious stuff. He's an important person. You know, you had Stacey Abrams on for your season premiere. You interviewed Barack Obama. You've talked to AOC a few times. You've talked to Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, when y'all started the podcast years ago, did y'all want to interview politicians and world leaders like this? How did the show move into that space?
3: I mean, we just want to interview anybody, really. Yeah. Like, we just talked to like <laughs> that's really where we were at. Like in the in the early incarnations of the show, it literally was like, "Yo, who's in your phone book?" Yeah, like who's the most popular, <laughs> who's the most popular person in your phone book? You know what I'm saying? So, like, we'll talk to anybody, you know. And in the case of Fauci. That was like a real smart move on his part because he came on yeah. and spoke to a community that really needed to be spoken to yeah. about what's going on and and is super underserved in terms of like media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, oh, totally. Julio that drives a BX-12, he's not watching, you know what I'm saying, like CNN at like 10 p.m. He's on the job. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, when he gets home at 11 o'clock and he wants to have a little cognac, you know what I mean? And relax with his boys. <laughs> He gets the, <laughs> yeah. you know he gets to he gets the, Jesus, he gets the info.
1: and
2: Doctor Fauci. Yeah. go, Tony, yeah. from, Tony from Brooklyn. It's your boy. Just a couple, of Tony couple from of New York boys. Yeah, but no, like we'll interview anybody, and like I think the people we've interviewed are mind blowing. Like when we stop and think about, we've had Diddy on, yeah. we've had David Letterman, yeah. we've had, and then it's just it's weird because like the people we've had on are huge, outside looking in. But then if you know our relationship and like our relationship to like Bodega Hive and our podcast. Like it's mind blowing. We interviewed Obama. It's more mind blowing that we interviewed Mike Francesa. Like it's little things like that (laughs) that are just it's it's levels to it, bro. Like every now and then you look you look back, you're like, yo, oh, bro, we interviewed Ty Dolla Sign. Whoa, (laughs) like (laughs) whoa.
1: (laughs) So when you have interviews with politicians, how do you figure out you know what you think your responsibility is to the listeners? Y'all are you know. Podcast your entertainers, but do you feel a pressure to hold those in power accountable in any way when you talk to them?
3: Like in a workaround kind of way. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna mm. you're gonna talk you can't talk in talking points on our show. That's it. Okay. That's like the rule. Okay. Like you have to be a real person and talk like, you know, have a dialogue with us, you know what I mean? And if Jesus asks you a question, answer it straight up. If I answer if I ask you a question, answer it straight up. You know what I mean? Don't don't hit the cliche, like the wh- whatever you just said on, so, uh, you know, good morning, America or whatever. Don't come yeah. in, on our show and repeat it.
2: Even on that level, you, I, there's only but so much you can ask a person when they come on the show because they have a publicist. There's, you know, like our show is not a gotcha show. We're not coming on there like, hey, you messed up. We we hear this clip of you saying this in March 2014. And now wh- you you flip flop. Like that's not we're not reporters like that. We don't have. We're not Meet the Press. That's what that show is for. Our show is yeah. like, like, we can't, like, we're pretty much introducing these people to our audience sometimes. So it'd be weird to be like, hey, here's this guy you've never heard about. Now we're gonna put his feet on the fire. Like, it's like, that's just weird. So our thing is more like a conversational quality. We're gonna ask you real questions about a real life and just see what you are as a real person before you're a candidate.
1: Coming up, Jesus and Marrow for Mayor. We talk politics.
0: The following message comes from NPR sponsor Grubhub. Staying up to date on the latest pop culture news can work up an appetite. Grubhub's got you covered. Grubhub partners with over 265,000 restaurants across 4,000 U.S. cities, working hard to serve restaurants so restaurants can work hard to serve you. Today, Grubhub's doing a little extra to serve Panera. Get a free delivery perk on your first order from Panera of $15 or more. Order through the Grubhub app or online. This message comes from NPR sponsor HelloFresh. HelloFresh offers 27-plus recipes to choose from each week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices to craft burgers and extra-special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. For 12 free meals, including free shipping on your first box, go to HelloFresh.com NPRArts12 and use promo code NPRArts12. There is so much Black excellence in the sciences that we want to celebrate. So in honor of Black History Month, all this week, Shortwave is featuring conversations with Black scientists and educators, people doing incredible work and pushing for a world where science serves everyone. Listen now to the Shortwave podcast from NPR.
1: I have uh, read y'all mentioned in interviews a lot recently about what an interview between the two of y'all and Donald Trump might feel like, might be like. If y'all could book him in his post-presidency life, what is the first question y'all ask Donald Trump?
2: Uh, I would, like a very West Indian way, I'd be like, are you happy? You
3: happy with the mess you made? Hmm? 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 Look around. (laughs) Look around. (laughs) No, but like it's not a gotcha show. But we would definitely be like, yo, my man. Like, you know what I mean? We'd be the voice of every New Yorker that had to, like, watch this bozo. Yeah. The wildest thing is, like, this guy's from New York. And somehow he painted himself as, like, some champion of, like, the Rust Belt. Yeah. I'm like, fam, how did you do that? How did you do that? What we'd have to do is be
2: like, he's from Queens, Queens, right? He's Queens, Q.U. You know, he used to hang. He used to be hanging Queensbridge with Mob D before he switched up. But no, (laughs) we're going to ask him. We'll just be like, yo, Trump." List off all the things you accomplished as president. And what's he ever like? Nope, wrong, nope, nope, nah. nope eh, wrong, eh, not eh. valid, <laughs> incorrect, <laughs> eh, uh-uh. You, he's, go, he, he's only putting up with maybe maybe a minute of that because he's very, that's the thing. He's also super sensitive. Remember, he couldn't stay for that interview on 60 Minutes with Leslie Stahl. So there's no, a, bro,
1: oh, yeah, he didn't, bro. He couldn't out. even
2: handle getting on a train at rush hour with New York City high, junior high schoolers. There's no way he'd be that's able confused. to handle us. For real. <laughs> that's it. Yo, Put who? him
3: in a junior high school assembly. They'd and be he's like, toast. yo, who's
2: this orange old guy? Yo.
3: Yo, get him out of here. <laughs> yo, my man look like... Yo, a Ar- you bozo. Yo, you look like Tang. You're like,
2: yo, wow.
3: <laughs> yo, why your hair stay like that? Yo. Why your hair is like T.I.'s
1: hat? It don't move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How has the last few years of seeing your show blow up and being able to talk to a lot of these politicians and talk about politics to a really big audience maybe change the way the two of you as people think about politics?
2: Oh, definitely. Now it's now uh, I think you're more aware of the dangers of cults of personality in politics or just getting swept up in embracing just mm. the charisma of a candidate versus uh, the actual substance. And that the biggest idea, the mm. biggest example of that is Donald Trump. And you kind of see it. It's kind of happening. Again, we have the mayoral race here in New York City and you're seeing people and they're like, I'm behind this candidate. And these candidates haven't even said anything. These candidates have not laid out any policy. They haven't said what they're going to do for nightlife, coming back in New York City, how they're going to help restaurant workers, what they're even going to do about bike lanes. Little things that really matter is going to be a huge, one of the biggest elections in New York City's history. Mm. And you have people, they're just doing photo ops. You have people just, it's, 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 not, it's not serious to them. It mm. seems like it's some sort of a popularity contest. And then you think about that, and you're just like, OK, if this person isn't really helping New York City, should we have them on the show? Like, are we just helping inflate someone who's going to mm. possibly harm New York if they get elected? It, it changes the way you look at things. Because now, you know, we joke and say we're kingmakers. But we are a platform for visibility for these people. And we have to use that power accordingly and be responsible with it.
3: 100%. That's That's been the thing. It's just like, OK, like, you ha- you did a cool video. And it, and it got you know 10 million views, <laughs> but what are you gonna do about the homelessness situation? What are you gonna do about there you know what I'm saying like child hunger? Yeah. You know what are you gonna do about COVID responses in schools and you know all these like yeah, real yeah. deal stuff? You know what I mean? It's coming up, but it's like yeah. uh, hello regular person. Yeah, I'm
1: it, doing a photo op.
3: Let, oh, let shake me hold your yeah. you do rag. I mean exactly. like yeah. Come I mean if on, you read man, like, between yeah, the lines, yeah.
2: low key, what we're saying is me and Miro are gonna run for mayor. Like it's it's time. What? Yeah, we're gonna be the first campaign slogan. Fir- go fir- campaign slogan. We're do it, fixing go. it, dog. That's our campaign slogan. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know how Ed Cox Yo. was like, how I'm, how I'm doing at lit. every pro- every press conference. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing about the vaccine rollout? It's been slow. We're like. We're fixing it, dog.
1: Next question. We're fixing it, dog. Okay, There up? you go. Yo. I wore that T-shirt. Exactly. Boom. We fixing, fixing it, dog. We fixing dog. What color is the hat, though, that has the slogan <laughs> on it? The hat. It can't be a red hat. No.
2: No red What color hat. is the hat? It's orange and blue, because orange and blue is the flag of New York State. It's also the color of the greatest basketball team in New York City. You know the vibe? uh I, uh I, I, You're, you're That's I, right. Can I
1: just? You know? Wow. Okay. I, I, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Okay. So I have strong feelings about the Spurs. Okay but I'm going to let y'all go off. (laughs) You're allowed. You're allowed. Can we get into some backstory? Can you tell our listeners who might not know how this dynamic duo began? Oh, man. Uh,
3: Summer school, you know what I'm saying?
1: What grade? A lot of people... uh, For
3: me, it was... I think it was freshman or sophomore year, going into sophomore year. Okay. And then fast forward to the inception of Twitter. uh, You know, there's a... Bronx Twitter was a thing, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And we would go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, just talking about similar stuff, similar backgrounds. We're both children of immigrants. You know what I'm saying? We're same yeah. co- same age bracket. So a lot of stuff that we talked about, we, you know, we, we would go back and forth.
1: How long yeah. was the gap between y'all connecting on Twitter and y'all first meeting in summer school? Oh, that had to be a, over a decade. That was quite some time. Really?
2: Yeah. Because, you know, it wasn't like we were like best friends or anything. We just ran in circles. So he was like, a friend of a boy, a homie I knew. So it was just like, oh, uh-huh. that's that kid from there. Then we reconnected on Twitter, and then shout out to our guy Donnie Kwa at Complex, who I've been known forever. He was in charge of new products and whatever, and he was like, "Yo, do you and Mirror want to do a podcast?" And I was like, "I don't know what the hell a podcast is." So sure, why not? <laughs> I was working at a, I was working at a job I hated, um, and um, you know, I had to sneak out of the job in a full suit. To come to conflict was the job. Uh, it was for a ma- I don't wanna. I don't wanna give them any shine. So I'll be very. I'll be very uh, cryptic in this. It's a magazine <laughs> for black people about money. I know what magazine. Can I you say You know it? what magazine it is. Don't can say, I say Don't it? say their name. I don't want to give them any props. Because we and them still got beef. But you know. Okay. You, every black person knows because it's on the table at your oh, grandma's we house. Well, because our,
1: exactly. Exactly. you like, who was reading this magazine? Ain't nobody
2: reading it. OK, now, no. <laughs> okay, now you, you're like, ain't nobody reading this magazine. Imagine if every day you, you wake up and go into the office to write articles for that magazine. No one knows <laughs> reading it. Imagine you write yourself a nice 400 word article. You put it up, and at the end of the week, you check your traffic, and it has 17 views.
0: How, oh, do, you keep, how do you keep yourself from jumping out that
2: window, my brother? You know how you do it? <laughs> you reach into your desk, and you pull out that cold lime you bought on Monday. You crack it open at 2.30 p.m.
1: You crack it open at 2.30 p.m.
2: before that 3 o'clock meeting.
1: You know what I'm saying? He said lime mm-hmm. The specificity. Okay. Uh-huh. Samara, so, what job were you doing before all this took off?
3: I was working at a school and I did not like my job. It was just hard. I was a paraprofessional on the accelerated teaching path. Okay. Shout out to all my paraprofessionals out there, all my TAs. You are the most underappreciated people in the Department of Education, bar none. It's like you got to be a teacher, a bouncer, a counselor,
1: a bouncer. Uh, big brother. Yeah. Yo,
3: because yo, you got to break up fights and this And it's, it's wild because, like, You know, school safety is supposed to do that, but by the time school safety gets up off the ass and gets up to the fourth floor,
1: you know, Romeo and Jose
3: about to tear each other up. You know what (laughs) I mean? So I got to jump in there and and, and make it happen. But yeah, Yeah. no, like I and it was funny because like I would leave there, and I knew we would go we were on video, so I would like leave there, try to get a quick shape up or whatever, hop on the D train, and then head down to to um to complex to do the podcast and and link up with Jesus. And it was funny because like the first time we we met. Uh, he came in a suit, and I was just like, oh, "I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, bro, I was like, we're, we're talking about like bagging up and all this wild stuff, and then he comes through with like the suit and the tie, and he's just like, yo, so yeah. my job, bro.'
2: Yeah, my job. I, I was to, like, ay, we ay, ay. had to wear a suit every day. He <laughs> had to wear a suit every day. I was <laughs> like, ah. wh- we, I was like, why? We work in an office. Why are we wearing a suit? And I swear, to, I swear <laughs> to God, HR said because white people are watching us. And I was like, what? This black magazine
1: magazine said that? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Stop. So, what I love about y'all's energy is that it still feels like that energy y'all had years ago when this was starting out. And it seems as if your sensibility hasn't changed. But I'm guessing that, like, the world has changed how it treats you and how it looks at you and how people interact with you. Like... What's it like now walking through the Bronx as the two of you
2: You know what? With you know the success. A lot of people, they're just like they ask that question and they forget we have to wear masks. People have no idea who I am. People have (laughs) no idea who I bro. I I go to my supermarket and I have to show ID to get certain because I live in the Bronx (laughs) and stuff like Red Bull is locked up. If you buy alcohol at my supermarket, you have to show ID. So every time I buy a beer, Uh I have to show ID. I got the mask on. They don't know. Every now and then people. Like the other day, I was getting money out my money clip, and uh, my SAG card fell out, and it was on the floor. Look at you! And I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, oh, whoops, my SAG card." No one in the Bronx knows what the hell that is. They're like, what is they're like, <laughs> they're like, what is that for? Best Buy? i was like, you know, like it's Probably, no, nobody knows. That's yeah, like your new your Social, social
3: Security card. Yeah, that's that. That's the new
2: Social <laughs> what Security. Is that? What is that? that? Yeah. So, and, like, <laughs> and then every now and then, though, like, uh, like a DoorDash person, like if I don't have time to get the mask or like, say they leave it on my door, like outside my door and I'm opening the door and they're standing there waiting for the elevator. I'll reach out and I'll be like, yo, thank you. And they'll be like, oh, yo, what? Oh, shit, Jesus. And know, uh, you get that quick moment. But other than that,
1: in the middle of the penguin, brother, like it, it's humbling. In the me. middle of the penguin. Yeah, in the middle of the popcorn pickle. Mm-hmm. Well, So yeah, I asked this bro. question because I read in one interview, either one or both of you reflected on the way that, Police treat you differently now. You know, y'all are both men of color who grew up in the Bronx and were harassed in your youth by police officers in New York. And one of you told a story about like police officers now like wanting to say hi and how much they love the show. What oh, yeah. Is that even how do, how what is it's that like? Wild. Yeah. It's
3: like bizarro Twilight Zone level, really right? because growing up growing up, like we thought stopping frisk was like normal. Mm. Like, because, you know, cops just pull you over. All right, yo, assume the position. You're going to frisk me. Like, th- wow. it is what it is. Fact of life. You know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we thought that was, like, police procedure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come to find yeah. out. It's not. You know what I mean? But when you're 14, 15, 16, growing up in the hood, you don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, like, now, you know, being men of a certain age, I'm not going to blow up our ages. <laughs> <Google>. <laughs> I <know y'all's> ages. <laughs> but, yeah, now, now that we're grown-ass men, it's like... Yo, that was not okay. You know what I mean? So that it's like a weird, it's very weird. It's a very weird feel. It's cool, but it's also not cool at the same time. If that makes sense?
2: Yeah. It was no, just no, like, like
3: yo, you you weren't on the force. You know what I mean? You, it wasn't yeah. you that put your boot on my head, but maybe it was your uncle.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
3: Like, and it's weird,
2: especially like at sports events, especially at Yankee games. A lot of you get stopped by cops on duty and off duty. And they, you know, like a cop is like, hey, get over here. You as a person of color, you automatically expect the worst. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write this. I did something wrong. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, they're like, do the impression. Do the impression. Do the cop impression.
1: Wait, like, stop it. You do it. And they like, That would scare yep. me to death. And then like they hit bro, their partner me, bro.
2: and they're like, he sounds exactly like Joey. I told you he sounds exactly like Joey. And I'm just like, in I'm laughing. I'm like, ha ha. ha. And inside, I'm like shook to death. I'm like, this is wild. Cause you know, growing up, you never talk to the cops. You never like there's an absolute- I can yeah. only. There, I can't think of no, any reason contact. why you talk to like even if like I drop my phone down a sewer grate, I'm calling three one one. I'm not calling nine one one. I'm not mm. calling a cop. We were mm. never taught that cops were our friends. That was never anything that was even brought into our attention as children. So now to just be interacting with them on any level is just so surreal to us.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very strange for a cop to be like, yo, can we get a selfie?
1: Yeah, like, that would what? trip me out. Do you think? I mean, we've all watched. The protests for racial justice happened over the last year. And I find myself in this new year asking if it's gotten better at all. And I don't know. I can't tell yet. Do y'all think a lot of this stuff with race and policing has gotten better?
2: Um, I don't. I don't think. I feel like, if anything, a lot of the movement has lost its energy in that mm. people who were, you know, saying, you know, people who were all for it. A lot of them online now, they're like, all right, we got Biden job's done. We're good. Everything's fixed. Yeah. Mission accomplished. And it's like, no, there's a lot more work to be done. You got to put pressure on them. You know, like Kamala and Joe are going to be like very pro cop. So we're going to have a lot of issues going forward that have not changed going forward. And a lot of people, there's still people saying, like, the best solution is more cops. And people are just like, no, that's not how, that's not going to fix the interactions with the community that's causing these problems. But. You know, I'm not completely Debbie Downing and I'm not completely negative because it did bring that attention to the eyes of people who probably didn't even think of it before. So at least they're aware of it. It's just on them what the next step they're going to take with
3: that information.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean,
3: what I will say is that, like, what does give me hope is that, like, you know, people are getting engaged at an earlier age. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, there's kids that are like, you know, 10, 11, 12, even younger than that that they are aware. Stuff. Yeah. They're researching. Yeah. They know yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? They're researching, they're reading, they're looking into stuff, they're asking questions. And these are things that we we didn't do as kids, you know what I mean? We were just kind of like, you know, We, hum, oh, hum. we did but
1: like, you know we like we didn't
3: mean? get yeah. the internet. We didn't have the opportunity to. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, we didn't have the yeah. internet. We didn't have the access to resources that they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that that gives me, uh, you know, the 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 not completely like, oh, we did all this for nothing. You yeah, know what I mean? like,
1: yeah, yeah. The, the, the,
3: know, the youth movement that that's that's swelling, you know what I mean? That's yeah. growing is, yeah. is giving me hope as a washed I'm... old man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could do this all day. I am such a fan of y'all and the work you do and the way you just kind of bring joy in whatever you're doing. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, you. man. This is a
2: pleasure. Sam, all right. big up Sam. Sam the man.
1: Thanks again to Jesus Nice and the Kid Mero. The third season of their show, Jesus and Mero, is now airing on Showtime. You can also listen to their podcast, Bodega Boys, wherever you get your podcasts. And let me tell you, that podcast, there's one episode recently where they're doing this hilarious, totally, totally bonkers, Fauci impersonation, which cracked me up. All right, this episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Andrea Gutierrez, and it was edited by Jordana Hochman. Listeners, we are back in your feeds on Friday. Till then, be good to yourselves. I'm Sam Sanders. We'll talk soon. Can y'all do an AKA for NPR? AKA for NPR. You know the vibe.
2: AKA. Yo,
3: yo. NPR, AKA Soto Voce FM. You know what I'm saying? AKA, yo, we talking low, but we loud. You know what I'm saying? AKA.
2: Yo, AKA, (laughs) leave me on. When you leave the house to go to work, so your pets become very smart and they know about conflicts in nations you didn't even know about like yo you come in and your dog looks at you like yo do you know what's going on in botswana do you know about the cartels how do you huh? feel about their rigged elections are you like whoa yo my yo what whoa. happened to my animal he's wild smart also npr if you want flex on your uber driver you come in there and he's like yo you want to hear hip hop you go no that was kind of racist actually i want to hear npr why would you think yeah, NPR, why, sir. Why, do you, why do you think i want to hear Hip hop, and he's like, "You requested, I took you to a Bow Wow concert." And I'm like, "Oh, that's true. Wow, sorry, sorry." Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from the Capital One Venture Card. Your journey awaits with the travel card that lets you earn unlimited double miles for more than just air travel. Right now, earn 100,000 bonus miles you can actually use, redeemable for vacation rentals, car rentals, and more when you spend $20,000 in your first year. What's in your wallet? Limited time off